This is episode 300. Let go of the relationship that's based on your past so you're open to the relationship that's aligned with your future with Linda. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to episode 300. Oh my gosh, that actually means there have been 600 episodes of the podcast because we do two a week and I only number the coaching episodes. So Linda will be the 300th person that I've coached on the show, which is just so amazing. I'm so blown away by the continued level of vulnerability and quality conversations that I get to have. You know, out of all the coaching sessions I've done when people call in to book a session with me to be on the podcast, which if you actually want to get on that list, go to christinehauser.com slash waitlist. Anyway, out of all of them, there's only two I haven't aired. One, because it was just inappropriate to air. And two, because the reception was really bad. Like the, the internet connection was really bad and it just wasn't quality sound. But that means there have been 300 other people that have just shown up with such incredible vulnerability and courage. And I just want to thank all of you, any one of you that has been on the show that, that listens now and all of you that have been faithful listeners and welcome to all my new listeners as well. I just love this community and all of you so much. And speaking of community, uh, many of you know that I have my personal mastery community. Personal mastery is my signature course. You can apply for it at any time. And you get, for a year, you get monthly coaching calls with me, monthly group coaching calls. And most of the time, if you raise your hand on those calls, you'll get called on. You get one-on-one time with me and you get to hear other people in the community. You go through the course at your own time. And I'm mentioning this now because in July, we have our one-day retreat coming up. So since probably we'll be doing my first in-person event in October of this year, still doing virtual things right now, especially because we have such a global community. So we're having our virtual retreat for mastery July 8th, which is a full day event. And if you've been thinking about joining the personal mastery community, now would be the time so you can do it, come in, get through some of the course. You totally don't have to get through all the course to be able to come to the retreat, the one day virtual retreat. It's open and appropriate for everyone, but it would be just a great time to join. So go to christinehauser.com slash mastery, and that's where you can enroll and then join me and this amazing community, such an incredible community and mastery in July for our one day virtual retreat. And the exact date of that is July 8th. But of course it's recorded if you can't make it live. So as you're listening to this call with Linda, consider, are you still in a relationship or not quite over relationship that you were in and out of, that you know on some level probably wasn't good for you, but you just can't seem to let it go? Did you have absentee parents or parents or caregivers who really didn't give you the security and safety that every child truly deserves? Are you quote unquote learning how to love yourself and think that maybe you've forgotten Finally, are you trying to figure out what wound in your life is creating some of the undesirable events? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with Linda. Before we dive in to the coaching session, 
You know that Father's Day is coming up. And if there's ever been a year to make the dads in your life feel loved and appreciated on Father's Day, this is the one. So I know for me, my relationship with my dad is a very special relationship and I love sharing memories with him. My dad is exceptional at remembering things. He can remember what year we took which vacation, what year in school I did what, what song was playing during a certain event. And so that's why I love StoryWorth as a gift for my dad. It's a way to honor him with a heartfelt sentimental gift that the whole family can cherish together. So StoryWorth is an online service that helps your dad, grandfather, father-in-law, and every father in your life share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a really fun way to engage with them, especially if you can't be together in person. How it works is every week, StoryWorth emails your dad a different story prompt, questions you never thought to ask, like what's your favorite story about your father, or what are the proudest moments in your life, or think of a time that you laughed really, really hard, you couldn't stop, and all kinds of creative questions. And StoryWorth has helped Numerous families learn about each other in profound and special ways, and their testimonials will practically move you to tears. There's no shortage of surprises when reading the weekly stories, and they make your family and your relationship with your father or whatever man in your life feel close, even if you're not together. And then after a year, StoryWorth will compile all of your dad's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ship for free. So here's your call to action. Give your dad the most meaningful gift this Father's Day with StoryWorth. Get started today with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash over it. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash over it. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash over it for $10 off. And now on to my coaching call with Linda. Welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Thank you so much. I have a question. I've been with this guy for two and a half years on and off, and we would break up every eight months of the relationship and then get back together. So that uh, we've been doing that three times now, and uh, I officially stopped seeing him a month ago. So my question for you is, I wanted to know what wound inside of me that's reflecting this pattern in my relationship. Mm. Well, I love your question and I understand where it's coming from. Let's be curious and not think that it's some wound inside of you (laughs) because this kind of thing can happen for myriad reasons that we, you know, can't begin to understand, but we can do our best to go, all right, what is the lesson that my soul is seeking to learn from this? Because when we say, what is this wound inside of me? It kind of reinforces this, there's something wrong with me. And all of us already think that at a deep level enough. So why reinforce it even more? Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. So let's just be curious and say, what is my soul seeking to learn through this? And if you don't like the word soul, you can just say, what am I seeking to learn through this experience? How about that? Yeah, I like that question. And I'm a little bit confused because I feel like there are things that I'm learning and then also a part of me still loves him so much and like want to be with him. Mm-hmm. To answer your question, I would think that my soul is seeking to learn how to love myself because I felt like I lost myself in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I abandoned myself and I could see how like I was doing that as a kid and then I kind of did that in the relationship. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that would be one of the biggest lessons. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, we don't need to learn how to love ourselves. We just need to remember because it's inherent. It's built in. It's not something we need to learn. So you mentioned your childhood and you mentioned becoming, not loving yourself, which I imagine would mean becoming critical with yourself, not making super self-honoring choices, putting yourself last. You said that that started in childhood. So what happened in childhood? My parents divorced when I was three and I was separated from them up until like elementary school age. And right around that time. Why were you separated from them? uh, My mom moved to a different city and my dad was working all the time and I didn't live with him. So I live with my grandparents. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right around that same time, I, when I was from grade, like three to grade five, I was bullied severely, really, really badly, but I didn't tell anyone. So those were the two, like, probably biggest events that I could recall in my childhood that really affected me just now. And how do you think that they affected you? I feel safe not being seen and I feel safe to hide myself because in the past I didn't have my parents with me. So I would have to just like suppress my feelings because when I do see them, it would just be kind of spending like joyful moments together, but it wouldn't be about sharing my actual emotions of being sad or angry or things like that. And then at school, I really couldn't be myself because every day I I just felt like it was so safe to hide um, because I would be verbally and sort of emotionally abused a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. You know, I'm always just so deeply touched by the stories people share on this podcast you did not have an easy childhood. I mean, your parents getting divorced, that's enough. And then just when you're three years old, just when you're starting to figure out who you are and a little bit of a sense of self and it's a tender time. And then not only are they divorced, but then they go away and you live with your grandparents who aren't your parents. And then you had the bullying. So I can imagine that that relationships are going to be difficult because you didn't have a healthy start. You didn't have parents that really gave you the opportunity to have a secure attachment and go through the developmental stages of life and and support you when you were bullied so that you didn't have to keep it a secret and carry all this shame and feel like you had to hide. So I just really want to honor your experience thus far. And the fact that you and I are talking right now is a huge testament to how I don't really love using the word strong, but just how much you actually do love yourself. Because given your background, you could have gone down a much different road. You could be an addict right now. You could be, you know, completely living in your head. The fact that you're on this journey and investigating yourself and on the personal growth path is just a huge testament to how far you've come and who you truly are, like your spirit that can never be taken from you. And I really hope you hear that and feel that. I do, yeah. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my love, you just need to be seen. We all need to be seen. And feel safe. And you deserve that. And when we have, we don't have a great model for love, And when we feel so worthless, because bullying definitely makes you feel worthless, makes you feel about 
you know, if you could see my fingers, I'm holding them apart, like just a millimeter. It's like this big. It makes you feel just tiny. It makes you feel insignificant. It makes you become a bully to yourself because one of the coping strategies is we form a part that's like, well, I'm going to be a bigger bully to me than anybody else's. So maybe what they do won't hurt as much. So now you've got a big inner critic in there. And so any relationship, even an unhealthy one, even one that, you know, would seem like scraps is going to be kind of addictive to you because you're just so looking to be loved. And it's confusing because you got this one part of you that wants to be loved and wants to be seen and wants to be safe. But then you've got this other part of you that basically thinks you're worthless. And so how they navigate it is, well, I really want to be loved and safe, but I think I'm worthless. So I'm going to be with someone who doesn't treat me that well. So what's coming up for you as I say this? Um, yeah, I'm like in tears, <laughs> very unexpected, but I, it, I think everything you said just feels really true. I, I do have a lot of love for myself and I do take care of myself really well. And, and I, I guess for me, it's even hard to see that part of me that feels worthless because, um, I mean, yeah, I, I like, I got bullied from elementary school up until high school. So it was, it was quite a long time. Yes. And for me, like the way out was literally through meditation, mindfulness, self-love mm. and and I do a lot of that for myself. So then it's so true because when I get into this relationship, which I knew from the beginning that maybe it wasn't the healthiest for me, but I felt so attached and addicted to it. And, and I just kept going back and I was so confused as to why I would go back. And, um, yeah. And then, so, so to me, it just, it was just that confusing yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the relationship. So what made you keep going back? What about him or the relationship was the thing that would make you go back for more? I think it's our shared interest in entrepreneurship and a lot of like, I, I guess I really liked being with him um, for the most part. Um, yeah, I, what didn't work was just the way that he treated me, he, um, was very much like not available, um, emotionally unavailable and tend to avoid a lot of things in his life. Um, but yeah, when the relationship is good, we're hanging out, we're having fun, we have shared interests and it, it almost feel as if we're looking in the same direction as well mm. in terms of how we wanted to live our life. So that part was confusing because I know um, you talk a lot about like, you know, the side by side partnership where mm -hmm. it feels like two people are looking into one direction. And there was a little bit of that in, in the relationship. But yeah. <laughs> well, But here's the thing about looking in the same direction. It's one thing to talk about your values and vision. It's another thing to actually live them. So did his words and behavior match? Like he'd say something in terms of how he wanted to be or the life that he wanted to live but would he actually show up like that consistently in the relationship? No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 
So what's the biggest reason that you don't want to be in this relationship and you know it isn't healthy for you? The biggest reason, I think for me, I I want to spend some time on my own um, and just really develop this or remember how to love myself. Yeah, I kind of just want to really connect with myself and feel so safe and secure with myself. And that's great. But I want to know what about him? Because I really want to land this for you so we can get to the lesson. What about him and the relationship makes you want to stay away? What wasn't what you want? What wasn't working really? Mm -hmm. That he, he wasn't there for me at all. Give me an example. Like, yeah, like, for example, when I had first finished my meditation teacher training and I was hosting my first class and it and he was like, nope, sorry, I can't be there. Mm. And it was on a weekend. And the reason was because, sorry, it's too far away from where I live. And it's, mm. oh, my goodness. I, I, yeah, it wasn't even that yeah. far. It was like a 30 minutes drive. And that's yeah. just one of the many examples. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. of the many examples. Key statement <laughs> yeah. there. Right. So I love that you have completed this relationship and there will be that urge perhaps to go back for more because you're so wanting love. And you've heard me talk about on the podcast, how we confuse love for what feels familiar. We think something is love. We think something is good for us, but it's actually just familiar versus actually being aligned or truly loving for us. So when you feel that urge, like what I would suggest you do is write out a list of all the things that did not work in this relationship, all the examples. And if at any time in the future you feel the urge to contact him, I hope you don't have any contact, to contact him, to reach out. If he reaches out to you and says he's a changed person and all that, I want you to read the list and really Mm -hmm. remind yourself why you're not in this relationship. And then I want you to write another list of all the amazing things about you, all the incredible, amazing things about you. And I want you to read that list every day. And I want you to write it in present tense, not I will or I've had or no, present tense, all the things that are just so amazing for you so that you start to really feed those beliefs of how worthy you actually are. Because we all are. You know that. We all are. There's just a little girl in there who felt so abandoned and so neglected and so rejected. First, she felt not not wanted by her parents. And then she felt like she didn't belong. These are major abandonment and rejection wounds. Not major in the sense of you're stuck with them for life, but big enough to cause these kind of patterns. So I would say a big lesson, yes, the self-love piece, but that's a lesson we're all here to learn. A big lesson for you is that you're not abandoned and you do belong. That you don't need to cling to good enough or kind of sort of okay or not really what I want because you can't have what you really want. Because there's a fear if you actually do have what you want, it'll leave you. Can you feel that fear of abandonment when I speak about it? Yeah. Yeah. And so I love that you're committed to be with yourself and to really just like find that inner parent 
because that's that's the key to most healing is finding that inner parent and parenting all the parts of ourselves the inner child part the part that's scared that if she loves she's going to lose you know if she loves she's going to be left the part that is afraid to show herself you know the boyfriend not coming to your meditation class is a form of bullying it's another way where you didn't feel seen and if in the future that ever happens with anyone I want you not to have it land as, wow, I'm getting rejected or I'm getting abandoned because he did abandon you in that moment. You needed him. It was was a big deal and he didn't show up. And all that I'm unseen and all that abandonment probably got activated. And then you had to go teach a class while you were dealing with him not showing up for you. That must have been really hard. And I acknowledge you for still showing up. So see that in that moment, you didn't abandon yourself. And that's what I want you to focus on is, wow, like I didn't abandon myself. I've got, I know I've got this voice of this critic that serves as a protector. And I'm going to see if I can turn up the volume of the voice of the inner parent that doesn't abandon me, that cheers me on, that loves me, that sees me, that knows I'm worth so much. I'm worth somebody really showing up for me. So what's coming up for you as I'm saying this? My heart feels so full. Mm. Yeah, I just, I feel like the the empathy and the, the way that you acknowledge me is the same way that I want to show up for myself as well. Mm. And and I, I just, I feel, I feel like my whole nervous system is so calm and relaxed and feel so safe right now. And I'm starting to realize, I think when you said that him not showing up was a form of bullying, I think that really hit home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think I would have just overlooked these behaviors and see it as not as bad, but right. yeah. Right. Well, you have, you've probably heard me say on the show, it's a very clinical term. You have a high shit tolerance, which means because of, (laughs) because of your life, you'll put up with a lot of shit and you got to be aware of that. So you, Linda, and everybody listening that have had like a lot of crap happen to you, know that you have a high shit tolerance. And so part of what you're doing is lowering your shit tolerance (laughs) and upping your tolerance for good and healthy and loving. And so when things happen, really check in and go, hmm, like, am I, do I need to make a choice in terms of this relationship or this friendship? Am I being abandoned? Am I being bullied in any way? And is there a request I need to make? Is there something I need to say? Or do I need to not be in this relationship? And if, and when you do start to date again, you open your heart to a relationship, if it has, if it smells at all, like, this last one, know that part of the learning and part of the integration is to say, no, I'm not going down that road again. Mm-hmm. I deserve more. And my sense is part of the reason your heart feels like it's opening right now is because I'm just really with you. And I really see you. You're super easy to love. You don't need a lot. You're not needy. And if anyone's ever told you that, you can just chuck that in the trash can. Super lovable, super easy to love. You just really need to feel seen and like someone's really there. Someone's got you. 
And obviously the first way to do that is between you and you, your inner parent, and then having more people and more support in your life that feels like this, that feels Mm -hmm. like this person isn't going anywhere. This person isn't bullying me. This person really sees me and I feel safe. That's ultimately what you're after, safe and seen. We all Mm -hmm. are. And so I'm proud of you for ending the relationship. It was the most self-honoring thing to do. And I don't know if you're still in contact with him, but if you are, I highly discourage it because it will just- Oh, no, I'm not. (laughs) Good, 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 good. Good, good. So what do you see as your next steps? I see myself definitely surrounding with more supportive people and relationships um, where I'm being seen and Mm -hmm. acknowledged Mm -hmm. and where it feels safe. And doing like a filtering of, okay, which areas or with who in my life is my shit tolerance so high and I mm-hmm. need to, <laughs> I need to let that go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. 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 You're doing amazing. I'm, like I said before, I'm really proud of you, Linda. And you could have, you know, this was only 2.5 years that you were with this guy on and off. It could have been a lot longer. You could have married this person. You knew deep down, you knew this isn't what you want and you got out. Mm -hmm. So just keep making decisions in alignment with your intuition. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Christine. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Linda, for just your beautiful, sweet energy and the amount of self-reflection and honesty that you shared on the call. Where I want to start is something that Linda said in the very beginning in her question about what wound inside of me is creating this. And yes, as you've learned from the show, it often is unresolved issues from our past, hurts, yes, wounds, things that, you know, just were hard to go through and that impacted our beliefs, impacted our attachment style, impacts our psyche, impacts our trauma response, all kinds of stuff that ends up impacting our life and the relationships we choose and so on and so forth. However, it's important to see yourself as not wounded, to see yourself as not broken, not to see yourself as having some gaping hole inside and That's the reason why you don't have the relationship you want or the finances you want. We want to always come at personal development from a curiosity and from a learning, not from a what's wrong with me and how can I fix it? So that was the first thing I talked about with Linda was to really remind her that she's not broken and she doesn't need to learn to love herself. She just needs to remember. So then we talked about the relationship. And one of the things she said is a part of me still loves him and wants to be with him. So what I was really listening for, and for all my coaches out there, when someone, and all of you listeners who coach yourself, when someone says, or you say a part of me, it's important to ask which part. So as we continued to talk, it was clear that the part of Linda that liked this guy was the little girl inside who's just looking for someone to love her, who's looking for stability, who's looking for connection, who's looking for love. But since she had such a 
shit model for relationships and love, she settles for scraps. And then she's constantly going between, I want this relationship because I want to be loved, but I also don't think I'm worthy. So I'll keep going back to a guy that doesn't treat me very well. So when we think about, okay, what part of her still loves him and wants to be with him? It's not her truest self. It's not her most healthy part. It's an aspect It's a part of her that is still kind of frozen in that little girl looking for mom and dad, looking to be seen and heard. So whenever we're like, oh, a part of me wants this and a part of me wants that, ask yourself and really unpack which parts. I also acknowledge Linda for how far she's come. And I want to acknowledge all of you too. And even if right now you are an addict and in an addictive pattern or have been in the past, that doesn't mean you haven't made progress. And just the fact that you're listening to the show and that you're consuming this kind of information just shows you your essence, your spirit, you're a seeker. You want out of the addiction. You want out of the patterns. You want out of the bad relationships. You want out of the scarcity mentality. So even though I know it can be frustrating and it can feel like, oh my gosh, I have so far to go, acknowledge the wisdom of your soul for at least getting you to where you are now. And you're going to get farther if you keep reinforcing that and having pride in yourself and, and being proud of yourself for where you are. A couple other things about this coaching session. Since Linda was so bullied, she has a strong inner bully that is probably worse to her than any relationship could be, which is why when a guy does things like not show up for your first meditation class because it's a half an hour drive and he's your boyfriend and he knows how big of a deal it is, you continue to be in the relationship because as I said to Linda, you have a high shit tolerance because one, you've put up with a lot of shit and two, you've got an inner bully inside treating you shitty. So that's why it's so important to know that the inner bully, the inner critic is a part and you've got to learn to deal with that part and say, Hey, 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 bully. I know you're just trying to protect me, but like, we're not going to talk to me like this. No more. I have awareness now. We're not doing this. So the biggest takeaway from this session is any of you that are in a relationship that you feel attached and addicted to, that you have to continually justify inside your own head of like, well, there's this and there's this and there's this to mute or distract yourself from all the stuff that isn't great. I encourage you take off your rose colored glasses and ask yourself, do I have a high shit tolerance Like, am I actually really settling here because I keep attracting what's familiar? Remember, what is familiar, we will often confuse with love or something that's good for us. But what's familiar comes from your past and ask yourself, was my past that great? Was my childhood that great? Do I want to attract a similar vibration that my childhood was? For most of us, the answer is no. And that's where we want to take a page out of Linda's book end the relationship, have no contact, and really focus on falling back in love with ourselves, healing our inner childhood stuff, and forming that relationship between ourselves and our own inner parent. That's the show for today, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. 
And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehassler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 